Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, back again with a very, very, very special edition of the IDP Army podcast for y'all today. We're going to step out of the world of fantasy football for a little bit. I know y'all are probably like losing your minds right now, but I, I do have interest besides fantasy football, and we're going to have a conversation. You know, we're going to call this a chill zone series, and you might hear one of these pop up on the feed every couple of months. We're going to step away from football. We're going to talk about something different, something about life, bring on an awesome guest. And with that, I'm very excited to say that I have brought on my man, Danny Miranda of the Danny Miranda Podcast. Danny, how you doing? Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Jordan, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's cool to be here in this chill zone. And a little bit about myself. I'm a 25-year-old kid interested in all types of things, but mainly how to pursue the highest version of yourself. And I do that. And I, I document that journey primarily through my podcast, where I bring on interesting people, talk to them, interview them, anyone from uh, a Navy SEAL to an entrepreneur like Gary Vaynerchuk. So I like to just mix and match with all types of people who are pursuing what's in their heart. And I like to do that as well. Yeah, awesome. Like I said, I randomly, I don't really know how I stumbled across 
your Twitter account. That's the beauty of Twitter, which is today's conversation I'm going to have with with uh, with Danny here is going to be about communication and the, the music of a conversation, talking to people, um, interpreting things from other people, how we express ourselves and how the world we live in today is making it to where there's so many mediums for you to do that and finding what you're best at and toying with what you're not and just learning how to navigate this, this world where a conversation is more than just people talking and there's so many ways you can consume these things. And I, like I said, I ran across Danny's profile. I think I was on like some like hustle grind money, Twitter thing. And somebody had tweeted something and you had commented back. So I clicked into your thing and I was like, Oh, this kid's got some stuff to say. So I think I followed you just randomly. And I don't think I saw much from your feed. And then randomly I saw you had Gary V on your show and I was like, Oh, Gary's on with somebody. That's cool. I popped in for a second. I popped back out, but I, I, I kept hearing you say things on your feed and seeing things in your feed that were similar to what Gary said. And I've listened to Gary for a couple of years. And, you know, I'm one of those people. He always talks about this. Like when they first saw me, they thought I was an idiot. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you look like you were in a rap battle under the bridge the first time I saw you. But but I mean, like there's truth to be found there. And so it was awesome that he was on with you. And I'm happy to have you on with us. And just tell us, you know, you've only been doing podcasting for a few months, right? Or a little less than a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six months. I've, I started six, seven months ago and just loving, you know, I came into this never doing anything online with audio or never doing anything with video either. And all my life I've been doing writing and writing was how I expressed myself. I, in high school, I was in the newspaper club and I was into journalism and, and expressing myself that way. So it's been a completely new journey for me to be audio, to be video focused. And it's been really fun. Because I'm learning the craft. I'm learning how to ask better questions. I'm learning um, just how to put myself onto YouTube. These are things I've never really done before. So it's cool to put myself into that and learn something new and gain new skills and just enjoy the journey of it. Yeah. And it's it's something that you know, it, I think the world is the world's changing. The world's evolving in real time. If you're here, you're seeing it, you know. And part of that is, is that we're able to leave a record of who we are now um, digitally, you know, and I you know it's kind of we're going to talk about, like I said, no football day. It's going to get a little deep. But to me, it's the thing that's most interesting about the Internet and Twitter is that two, three, four generations from now, my my offsprings, offsprings, offspring will be able to look back at the words that I spoke. They'll be able to see my face and they'll be able to almost touch me in a way that I can't with people that have come before me. And we really are the very first iteration of what this is going to be like. Um, and that's why I'm kind of like like you, you know, it started off. I would write, you know, I would journal to myself and I had a notebook and I was like, it's going to be so cool to give this to my kids someday. And at some time around 2015, 16, I had this shift where I was like, this notebook, I'm lucky if this thing makes it with me on the next move. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I started to look around and I was came from the Facebook era of like 2010, 2009, when people were scared of Facebook. It was like, oh, if you put too many pictures of yourself partying on there, you have too many friends on there, you won't get a job, which literally like three years later was when the shift came, when it was like, it's all about influence. It's all about bringing people in. So I was caught in this really odd time, but I, I was able to see the light in a way. And like I said, like you, I've started to to be, be more interested in this, in this, just whatever you want to call this. You know, like right now we're streaming on Twitch, we're streaming on Twitter, we're streaming on YouTube. I would never six months ago have called myself like a streamer, but like now I'm like just doing this. And it's yeah. it's so fascinating. And like you said, it's it's really is a journey. And you look around, you're like, oh, this guy might know something I don't know, but we're all kind of finding it together. And it's so it's such an interesting thing. Um, 
tell me about the music of the conversations that you usually have. Because I've listened to some of yours. And one thing I've noticed you're very good at is you're a great listener. Is that something you've had to develop over time? Is that something you look back on and say, I've gotten better at? Or have you always been a naturally good listener? I appreciate the kind words. And it's something that I've never would never consider myself. I would never consider myself good at in the past, good at listening. And what I realized how that skill came to be and how that still continue continues to come to be is through meditation. And it's through meditation that you're forced to listen to yourself on a consistent basis. And when you do, you realize the chatter in your head, you realize all the things that you would have jumped to say, and you are able to take a step back and become aware of them for just a brief moment. And when that happens, you know, in a conversation, you're able to say, okay, well, this is what I was going to say, but instead I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to listen again. I'm going to really hone in on what that person's saying. And it's from listening to myself and understanding how my own brain works. Have I gotten better at listening? If that makes sense. No, that definitely does. And you say meditation and self-awareness, and we're going to get to some of that stuff. And I definitely think that's an awesome conversation to get to. But before we get too deep into that, I did want to give the, the audience a little Danny Miranda trivia for them, for me, just to get us a little fun, you know, you know, unbutton the top button a little bit. I love bit. it. I so love uh, it. I was going to say, so you already told us you're 25. Tell us about your schooling background. Not that it really matters, but like high school, drop out, A plus student, college. I mean, you got a master's degree hidden somewhere. Tell us about, <laughs> tell us about Danny Miranda at school. Yeah, so I was pretty much an average student all my life. Um, just uh, in high school, I was just, I got a, I don't know, like a, a B plus average, I would say. In college, you know, I, I didn't really try too much. So it was really not a lot, not a lot of academics was my, wasn't my main pursuit. But, you know, it was just like, I always knew there was something outside of school for me. So I have an undergraduate degree, but Really, that's that's the the basis of my my education background. But the thing about education, you know, is like education is not something that stops when you go oh, to yeah. school, when you're out of school. It's something that continues on every moment. Um, and so I think that's a really important part of it as well. Yeah. Education is somewhat of a packaged product, whereas learning is more of a, a life a process. You know, it never ends, like you said. Um, uh, Where did you go to school? I went to school at Binghamton University in upstate New York. Nice, nice. So are you in New York now? Is that where you live? Yes, sir. Nice, nice. East Coaster. That's what's up. My uh, my wife is from Delaware. Well, not she lived in Delaware a lot. She's got the accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So cool. another Danny Miranda trivia. Cat person or dog person or both? You know, I I never grew up with pets, but if I had to pick, it would be dogs and you know, Gary Vaynerchuk has a really funny riff on this, which is like, you know, I, I'm not really a dog or cat person. I'm a person person. And when he said that, I really related to that because I don't feel particularly attracted to either, but yeah. people are my jam. You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. I think, no, I think if you had a cat or a dog, you would love whichever one it is the most. When I was growing up, I had a dog. I was a dog person. I hated cats. I got into college and I couldn't have a dog and I wanted a pet. I wanted a companion. So I got this cat. She was such a B-I-T-C-H dude. <laughs> I loved her so much. And I'm a cat person now. So, you know, you change in life. I think if you have one or the other, you'd probably, you'd probably like both. I definitely relate to the people person thing. 
as I've gotten a little older, uh, I've definitely become more of an internal processor. But growing up, mm. um, I was very much an extrovert. I was very much a, a verbal processor. I still kind of am to a degree. I would feed off the energy of a room. The bigger the crowd, the more alive I felt or the more intense the conversation was, the more alive I felt. I've taken a little step back from that in life, but I definitely still, you know, I, I definitely understand what you mean by being a people's person. So, yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. All right, here's another fun one. Danny Miranda's favorite cereal. Favorite cereal used to be um, those, it, it's called Kashi, I believe, the chocolate crunch. Ooh, Amazing. Are- I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it, but if you haven't, it's like 10 grams of protein for how much is serving, and it's delicious. Um, Dude. So I highly recommend it. That's like top shelf cereal. Like that's like <laughs> top it? shelf cereal. Oh, yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a fruity pebbles guy. I'll go all the war for some fruity pebbles. Uh, all right, hey, let's get back to our childhood. Favorite cartoon growing up, or you could have multiple if you know if there's a couple in there. Yeah, I would say probably Rocket Power. Oh, are you nice. familiar? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I loved Rocket Power. Yeah, that was that my was... jam. The alt sports world. Totally, that's awesome. I love that. I was I was a little bit more into SpongeBob if I'm being completely for real, but I did love me some Rocket Power. Uh, all right, weird phobias. Do you have any weird phobias? Anything that you you know that you want to share with the people out here in the world? I would say probably heights. I think if I had to pick with what my like worst fear is, it probably I'd probably be heights. Um, whenever I watch those videos of people jumping out of planes, whenever. I'm even like watching someone do something crazy from a high distance. I'm always like freaking out inside. Oh yeah. Those uh, parkour videos of those guys in Russia on YouTube. They're like hanging off the steel beams. Yeah. It gives me anxiety too. Or the people (laughs) that just get close to the, I can't even get close to the edge of something sometimes. It's weird because I'll be like a foot off the ground. I'll stand my toes hanging off. But 10, 15 feet up, I'm like a foot back, you know, I'm like yeah, a little risky over there. <laughs> I definitely yeah. get that. Does that give you any trouble uh, like with flying or anything like that? Do you have any issues with that or? No, nah, I love nah. flying. Okay. I, I find it's... it a really enjoyable experience. Once I'm in the plane, once I got the trusty pilot there, yeah. I mean, that's completely different for me for some reason. Then just like being high. Yeah, I, I got exactly. you. I got you. <laughs> Static in the air. Uh, all right. So Danny Miranda's secret hobbies or identities. So is there like some gamer tag, a gamer tag online that you're like an OP genius nobody knows about, or is there like <laughs> any sort of like underground hip hop places you go? Like, what's the secret life of Danny Miranda like? If you have any, if you don't, you know it's all good. But I'm just you know curious, telling people a little something, something. Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't say I. I think what has made my made me so relatable to so many people. That's what people say to me sometimes is like because I put it all out there, and I'm I who I am on the internet is who. I really am, you know, so nice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I have a secret identity in, in any respect. That's that's fine. I just wonder when I was younger, I act like I'm so old. I'm kind of old. I'm, I'm turned 31 next week, but <laughs> when I was in college, I was a graffiti artist for a short period that's of sick. time. That's so really I had cool. like this secret and it's still like, you know, not a lot of people really know about it. I've showed my parents some stuff that I've done. I ended up getting in trouble. So I had to put it all away, but that was like so, but it opened my eyes to the fact that there are people that do so many interesting things in the dark. And we actually mm. talked about that, I believe, uh, at one point or another on Twitter. You know, the sleep, you know, late time, crea- night- nighttime creators versus morning creators. And there's definitely a mystique 
and a type of person that thrives, you know, when the world is completely quiet at night. And mm. as someone who is out doing those things for a while, there is a, like I said, there's a mystique to it. And it's, you realize that there are, there are a lot of other people out there like that. So I just thought maybe we could get you to, you know, admit that you're, uh, you know, what's his face? Uh, oh, Banksy or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's such an interesting point because it really is true, right? People tend to, you have, you see a lot of writers, they have to write before 7 a.m. And then you see a lot of people staying up late. Coders are known to code yep. from midnight to three. So it's like when the world shuts down, people can create because yep. there are no noise. That's such an interesting insight I never thought about before. Dude, and it's, you know, it's literally like that. It's no noise. I mean, I remember walking around, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning and you feel like you're the only human being awake and you're, you know, you're walking by apartment buildings and you're like, there are hundreds of people in there all asleep. And it's just like this very surreal kind of like, I have the whole world, you know? So and, and as people that do, you know, as podcasters, you know, we're up editing late, we're up fa- crafting, watching other guys. So there is the creative element, which the artistry, which is what, what our big conversation, we're about 15 minutes in now we're going to get to, but that's kind of where my mind began to unlock what artistry really was, um, was during that time, because I grew up, I didn't know how to draw. I couldn't shade anything, but I found this interesting outlet where I was able to learn about myself, learn about expression. And it really opened my eyes to what art is. And when I look around now, I see artists everywhere. Every person is an artist because art is really just the expression of yourself. And as a unique human being, you have something to express. You might not be able to do it yet, but you are an artist. But we're going to get to that conversation soon. Just a little (laughs) teaser for everybody. I have one more question for you, and it's actually similar to what we were just talking about. Are you a morning guy or are you a night guy? Or have you changed throughout your life? Yeah, I've changed throughout my life. I would say that it's dependent on my routine in any moment. You know, there there's some weeks where I get up at 6 a.m. Then there's some weeks that I sleep in till 9 or 10. So it really depends. Um, and I think listening to myself and trying to get in touch with what I want in that moment and, and what is calling me because sometimes like as a creative, right? You're like, Oh, I need to do this right now. And, and right now sometimes is, is 10 o'clock at night. Sometimes it's six in the morning, you know? And I think that it's, um, it's a process for me to figure it out. I'm, you know, I'm both depending, but I would say I probably lean towards evening if I had to guess. What about you? I'm definitely more of a morning person now for most of my life. Anything early, I hated. I was a late night guy through high school and in college. I mean, I was out two, three in the morning. I was always getting stuff done at night and I would love to sleep in. Now I've got kids um, and I'm just like when it's nine o'clock comes around, I'm tired. I'm just oh, I'm just tired. And it's just it almost it just doesn't go away. You know, now that being said that like you said, that creative juice, that stuff will still hit me when I'm laying in bed 1030 at night. And mm-hmm. when that happens, I've experienced it enough to know. You got to you got to take those those breaths of air when they come, you know, Mm because sometimes the routine is awesome. And I know you did. We've talked a little bit about 75 hard in the DMs a little bit and just the discipline. Sometimes the discipline, you know, is great. But but when you get the discipline and the passion and that wind, no matter when it is, that is when that's a great feeling. It's if it's five in the morning or if it's two in the morning, it doesn't matter. So I'm kind of with you where. I've definitely changed and evolved through my life. And I'm more of a morning person now because I find if I can get up before my kids and my wife and I get that quiet in the morning, but instead of getting it after everything, 
after everything, it just like hits me like how much I've needed it. When I wake up and it's the first thing it greets me, I have a little bit more control over how I uh, may interact with it, if that makes sense. So definitely totally. more, of a morning, more of a morning person now. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it feeds you, right? Like if you feed yourself by having that time in the morning by yourself, you then can talk to your wife and kids with a better energy and a better way about you. Whereas if you do it at the night, then you didn't give them your best self mm-hmm. before. Yeah, you're right. And it, I, and it's something that I remember as a kid, my dad would tell me like, you know, he, he did sleep in on the weekends, but he'd get up pretty early every week. And he would say, you know, it's just if you can get up and get that hour or two before anything else happens. And they usually, you know, I was raised in a Christian home. They're usually reading their Bible and praying. My mom would always be like, you know, you just have a different kind of day. And totally. as I've, you know, and it's true. And, and even some days when I can't manage to get up, I'll think about, you know, it does kind of get, sometimes it does get you out of bed and say, look, if I make this tough decision right now, man, this is, I just know this is going to be a good one. So I'm, I'm more of a morning person now. It helps that I, you know, I'm not hung over all the time anymore. Like I was in college. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man. All right. Well, that was kind of a intro to Danny Miranda. We got a little trivia. We know a little bit more about you um, as a person. I want to talk, you know, about just general real life stuff. Um, one of my, not like a pet peeve, but something that I feel like we as Americans do a lot. And it's, it's part of our culture is we're very focused on work and, you know, we're very and money. And I mean, I, I hate to be just I hate it to be so reductive, but it's just sometimes to a degree. It's true, because if you're working hard, you're accumulating money. And that's kind of it, it means something in our country, which kind of bothers me. But that's beside the point. But I wanted us to, to get to know you outside of, you know, that stuff, whatever it is mm-hmm. that you may do for, you know, work or whatever. But I, now I, I do want us to hear a little bit more about you are doing this podcasting thing kind of, is this like a full-time gig for you? Or are you like shove all in and this is just like, this is go, or do you still, are you, uh, you got a little side hustle somewhere else? What, 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 what is your kind of vocation and what, and I know you have huge dreams. I've seen the stadium pictures and all that manifest some of that for us. Tell us, you know, about what Danny Miranda is now, but tell us what Danny Miranda is going to be in five years and in 10 years. And yeah, let's, 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 let's build something. Yeah, man. I love that you gave me that opportunity. So how I view myself, and this is this could be completely wrong and history might tell me differently, but I view myself as an artist, right? And if you think about an artist like a musician, I'm thinking about myself in that vein and thinking about, you know, and it, it's rare for a podcaster to think about himself like that because podcasting as a whole is, is very new. But yeah, you, you mentioned in, in five, 10 years, I mean, I want to be the number one podcast in the world. And I want to help. And the reason why I want to do that is because I want to bring the love that I have in my heart for myself to everyone. And I want to spread that as far and as wide as I possibly can. And yeah, that that's kind of a, a bit about the vision. Um, but you asked about like what I'm doing on the day to day. I'm focused 100% on this podcast. I'm also like working right now, actually getting a, a part-time job and really excited about that. But just... um. I, I'm just grinding and trying to figure out how I can present the best podcast to people and continue to do that on a day in and day out basis. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I was into podcasting so long ago. And like, I think it was like, when, when did Joe Rogan in like, when did he start his podcast? I remember listening to the Joe Rogan podcast in like 2010 or 11. Yeah. He started in was, 2009. 
it was grimy. I mean, it was it was grimy back then. I don't know who he has as advertisers now, but I remember some of those people who he advertised for then. And it was just a different world back then. Um, but we've come so far, but at the same time, we haven't, you know. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you want to be the biggest podcast? I don't think that's too big of a vision. You know, I, re- <laughs> I don't. You know, I think that you see what you want. You know, you, you manifest those things into reality. And that's kind of what our continued conversation is going to be about, you know, you're a podcaster, I'm a podcaster. Eventually everyone should and will be a podcaster to some degree. Maybe they won't, maybe they will, but essentially podcasting is speaking. It's, you know, it's, it's speaking. And I wanted us to talk a little bit about, you know, the future of podcasting and the various things that that means. So maybe the voice, you know, putting your voice out there and what does that mean? And you say artistry, when you say artistry, what are, what are our tools for that? And it's our words and it's also our emotions. It's our ability to articulate. And that is an art to, you know, the mm-hmm. EQ, IQ, you know, those things are refined. Those things are learned. And the artist in you is the unique perspective that you bring on those things. Um, so one thing I think is very interesting, and we're talking about manifesting, we're talking about, you know, language and speaking. i I was listening to one of the spaces you had two week or two ago, and I forget the guy's name who was talking, but he was talking about um, articulating and manifesting, knowing yourself and finding out what you're good at. He said, look at yourself and, you know, and I've, it's interesting in our language and as someone who grew up reading a lot, I have found that I feel like the fact that I have a slightly larger than average vocabulary has opened up just certain things for me. And I'm able to see things a certain way. And I've kind of feel like I've noticed that the words that we have in our head, they really are what paints the picture for what we can see. And what we see here and what we can't see here ends up being the picture we can paint in reality. Uh, And I know this is kind of a a long winded thing, but essentially what I'm saying is the, the words that we speak and the, you know, and putting ourselves in front of more words and in front of more ideas, it helps your mind grow. It literally activates new neurons. It gives you new ways to think and see. And, you know, when people tell me sometimes, and it's interesting, they'll say, I'll, I'll sell you something, a dream that's big of mine. And they'll say, oh, that's too big or that's impossible. And I'm like, you, is that a choice? Or do you just literally not have it enough of whatever that is to to build that picture in your head. So as podcasting, as a podcaster, I feel like in many ways we're doing the world by putting more words out there, you know, from different places. You're in upstate New York. I'm in Missouri. You know, we're going to see the world differently and we're going to articulate the world differently. I feel like it's so it's it's such an important thing in the world, especially in a world where we're divided, to, where we have access to more people, more ideas, more concepts. And we're able to to build out a bigger future. So what, what are your thoughts on the the weight of our words as people who are speaking to an audience? Um, and how do you think that helps us visualize? And how can we help our audience understand, you know, kind of what we mean when we have these big picture concepts or even ideas like that? Sorry if that was kind of all over the place, but it's really a big thing that I feel like I, I have wanted to talk to you about. Essentially, when I reached out to you, I was like, Danny's the person who will be able to talk to me about this because he talks to people. So let's talk about it. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, when you were talking, it really made me think of Shelby Smith um, and Steph Smith, who both talked to me about the ideas, same last name, but we had two different podcasts where they, I believe they both talked about how the words that we have in our language impact our reality. 
And if we don't have certain words to discuss certain things, then we can't possibly be able to form a representation of that in our head. And we can't possibly create that and make that a reality. And it also makes me think of um, just the black swan where like the idea from Nicholas uh, Nassim Tlaib, who basically stated that like, you know, if you believe all your life that swans are white and then you see a black swan, that's going to totally change your reality. And it's just by the word to put that in your head. So yeah, that's, um, I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's so important that we filter the words we say, we filter the words that are coming in. We, we try to expand our realities to see as many words as possible, to see as many ideas as possible so that we can better tackle them and we can better understand and, and try to change the reality that we want to live in. Yeah. And, you know, voice is still, it's very intimate. It's very personal, even though, you know, we may not be in the same room with each other. You are hearing me express myself from within myself. Um, And intimacy and in relationships is where, you know, truly profound human change usually happens, whether it be with another person, a pet, um, a piece of music, you know, whatever it may be, it comes from an intimacy and voice is how humans aside from touch are really able to be intimate with each other. Um, and it, you know, the mind, again, going back to the words, when you, you build your reality and you build your pictures based off your vocabulary, you know, and it's really interesting to me, you know, and especially I know if you've listened to, um, Andy Frisella and he talks about, you know, the secret of the quantum, um, what, it's not quantum mechanics, it's quantum, uh, Oh, where's I have the quantum, quantum theory? Yeah, quantum theory, where it's like you speak it into existence. If you can't imagine something, then you can't speak it. And if you can't mm-hmm. speak it, then it can never manifest. So it's so mm-hmm. important to speak good things into the world. And it's so important to explore. That's why in the Bible, you know, I'm going to biblical, but it says be mindful of what you put into your heart and soul because that will manifest back out. And so it's it's very interesting to look at. You know, as a child, you know, you think about your parents saying you can't watch this show or you can't do that. And you're like, oh, what does it really mean? But as you get older, you know, and you start to think about some of the things that you have exposed yourself to and how that has affected you and how that's put these images in your mind of a reality that you have seen or know exists. Um, it really does help change you and shape you. And, and I, I love you know, I'm wanting to bring you on talk about podcasting because we're talking about Joe Rogan and we're talking about speaking. And it's just I think that we're going to see a revival of, not even a revival, but even an evolution of human language. And English is such an interesting language, too, because it's such a bastardized language, for one. Um, Love, I have in our notes here, is a, a perfect example of a word that if I tell my mom I love her, if I tell my sister I love her, if I tell my dog I love her, if I tell my wife I love her, those can all, in, a, in English, there's one word for that. There's love. But in other languages, there may be other specific words for that context. So it's very interesting to me. And I've always wanted to, and I feel like something Americans have we're behind the eight ball on is we are a mostly monolingual people. I feel, you know, and it's very interesting to me when I meet somebody that is from Thailand or somebody that is from France, and I know they speak four or five languages. And I'm like, what's it like to think in your native language and you get somewhere and you don't have a word for it? but you get to go somewhere different and you find it and you know what it means. And it's just, it's so interesting and fascinating and it's beautiful to me. And it's even creating words, you know, I mean, 
LOL. That's not a word. Or is it? You know what I mean? Like the world is changing and it's evolving. And a lot of that is through the intimacy and the music of conversations. Um, And I I really love some of the conversations that you've been having on your channel. Um, One of the most recent ones I listened to, I think I commented on it, was with, uh, I forget his name. But he was talking about how he went from an atheist to an agnostic to a Christian. And it was such a an interesting and fascinating story of a man who is like, the, you know, just he said the subtle changes that came through his life, you know, and these conversations coming up. And in his mind, he was able to begin to form new thoughts on what, you know, on this reality that there is a God or, you know, that he believes in Jesus. Um, so. Tell me a little bit more. I know I'm kind of rambling here, but I want to know a little more. What are your thoughts on language? What are your thoughts on um, spaces, you know, or just the medium of conversation and the the true power that a conversation has both in front of an audience and behind closed doors and what that really means for people? Um, And you can go wherever you want with this, man. Just just go crazy. Yeah, well, I have this whole thing where I believe that a conversation is two people connecting in a moment and feeling at one and that's such a beautiful thing when two people become one in a moment and that happens whenever you share a laugh with a friend that happens whenever you connect with another human in that way and i think conversation is one element of that and i think that it's rare to think like that because so often when we have conversations today they're fragmented conversations and it's you know, the technology is great, but the technology sometimes can get in the way of the human connection. And I think that podcasting and conversations like this one are a way to help against that, help against the the checking the phone every two seconds, the help against the, the stop and the change between us. So yeah, I think that conversations are so important to revitalize society and, you know, conversations like this are a way to do that. Yeah. You know, you're a big reader, so you probably have a massive vocabulary. Um, what's 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 a book that's not a self-help or like, a, you know, what's a, what's a storybook? What's a novel? Uh, let's go fiction. Tell us mm. uh, a fiction novel or series that you love. Um, I'll just share mine. I mean, I, I'm a huge Harry Potter guy. I love Harry Potter. Um, he's this the story. There's a couple of books where he's a little bitch. But, you know, for the most part, <laughs> Harry's all right. Um, he gets the job done in the end, but, uh, I love the story of Harry Potter, what it represents for friendship, what it represents for finding yourself, what it represents about, um, you know, just, just really, it's, it's a really good book about friendship. Honestly, the whole series, it's about, you see people of all ages, races, all different. I mean, they're wizards for crying out loud. There's a (laughs) lot of different goobers in there, but it's just about people and the intimacy and the friendships and the relationships and what people do for each other and the human experience very much. Uh, you know, it's it's a story about about friendship. Um, so I, I love Harry Potter. What's what's a story or a fiction that you're a huge fan of? Well, I'm a huge fan of Harry Potter as well. I grew up on it. But if I had to give one, it would probably be The Alchemist. I read this well, probably, I don't know, three or four years ago. And I just remember just stopping and pausing. And it's definitely one that I need to reread because I honestly couldn't tell you the plot today. But I remember it having a huge gripping effect on me when I read it. The Alchemist. Nice. By the alchemist i have yeah i have that laying around somewhere i've been meaning to read it is it's i'm almost there's a book like that for me where i kind of don't really remember what it was about but i remember it like shook me up was um uh, lord of the flies 
I just remember like I, it was just it got really weird. There was like a pig talking <laughs> to a kid. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the, the story. And it's interesting when you look at these stories, um, you know, and the archetypes that stories share and, you know, show. I, you know, I'm not I don't want to compare Harry Potter to Jesus, but I mean, you do have like the, the savior figure in these books, Frodo and Lord of the Rings, you know. Iron Man in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe laying down his life for people. You know, you have Harry laying down his life for his friends, you know, at the very end. Um, and you get to hear some of these. The thing about Harry Potter, which is so interesting, is you as the books go on, you're outside of Harry. But by the time you get to the last book, you're literally in Harry's head having these very deep sort of conversations um, with himself, you know. And it's about self-discovery, which... Uh, Let's 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 quickly turn over to meditation and self-discovery in the conversations we have with ourselves. Um, what what has that journey been like for you? And at what point did you realize that you were not having conversations with yourself? Because I remember very a couple of points in my life when I was like, what you're doing right now is specifically so you don't have to stop and look at yourself. What did you ever have a moment like that? And what, what was that like? And how did you kind of, you know, lead you to where you are today? It's a, such a powerful statement and realization and awareness that you just described. And I think we so often are running around so that we don't have to sit in a room alone and think about ourselves. Um, but my journey with meditation began when I saw my friend who I looked up to and I, I saw him doing it all the time and talking about it all the time. And I was like, you know, if it works for my man here, then it, it probably will work for me. So I'm going to give it a shot for three months and see if I anything happens. Um, so I, I just started sitting down with my thoughts for 20 minutes in the morning. And I hated doing it at first. I thought it was the most nonsensical thing. I thought it was a trick the universe was playing on me. And then, you know, three months later, I'm sitting at a red light. And as I'm sitting there, I'm driving the car, but I feel my body get agitated in the car. And why? Because the light was red and not green. And then I realized that it happened every single time I was, I'd stopped at a red light in, in the past. And it was that realization where I was like, oh, I just became aware of something. And from that awareness that I can change it. Okay. This meditation thing actually works. And, you know, from doing that, it's just been a journey of, longer meditation sessions, getting deeper within myself, learning more about who I am and what I'm interested in. And yeah, that that's pretty much been the journey over the last year and a half now. Yeah. Wow. Year and a half. I mean, there's so much more depth still to go, I'm sure, you know, totally. And, and self-discovery, you know, it, it really is about having tough conversations with yourself sometimes or, or self-realizations and they can happen anywhere at a red light at a red lobster, you know what I mean? I don't know, you know, skateboarding, yeah. laying in bed at a party, you know, it's just, you can just have these moments in life where, and you can, and when you have that moment, that in and of itself is almost meditative because for a brief totally. second, you are speaking directly to yourself raw. Like I, like, it's almost like you see yourself for a second. You're almost outside of yourself and you're like, yo, like you can face this and talk about it or you can, we can, I'll see you in six months. You know what I mean? Like we might not get here again. Like you might not hit this low or this high or whatever this is that made you realize that you need to have a deeper conversation with yourself. Um, and meditation is, I, I like the, the I, I don't meditate personally. I, I do a little bit of praying, uh, you know, now time and again. And I, I do, I find myself in a meditative state sometimes like 
doing certain activities. Like I always used to feel like I was in a meditative state when I would go for long drives because I was mm -hmm. just aware enough to be conscious, but I was just, you know, it was just boring enough to where I was able to just completely focus on nothing, you know, and that's not like it's mm -hmm. nothing, but focus on just, just, I'm just observing my brain jump from thought to thought to thought. And I'm like, Oh, what, why are you thinking about that? Oh dude, how'd you get here from, how'd you get here from hash browns, man? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> Obama, come on, man. Like, what's going on up here? And, but it's just, and then you kind of just, you're, you almost outside of yourself. And like you said, it is becoming aware. Um, so next, the last topic we're going to talk about is artistry, being an artist. And I have some things written here for us. You know, you put a tweet out a few months ago. You said, I used to think myself as a writer. And then you said, now I think of myself as a creator. And I got under it and I said, the next step is artist, you know, and I kind of wrote down what I mean by that progression. And I'll share what I have here and we'll see what you, your thoughts on these. Uh, we can break them down one at a time. But I said, writer is just basically the ability to articulate what is unseen using words that are in your head to put down a concept so somebody else can understand it. Creator is the our ability to articulate the unseen in different ways. Hmm. That might be a stretch, but it's maybe not just writing, it's speaking. And it's, you know, maybe it's doing a video or maybe it is doing a TikTok. I don't, I don't know. It's just doing it differently. You are able to create across different mediums. It could even be if you can speak English and Spanish, you are creating in two different languages. Artistry, and this is kind of where we get into, you know, what I want to talk to you about, but it's expressing your identity through a medium to create something. So it's kind of all of those things where you're just creating something, but it's coming from a place of self-expression or self-awareness and self-understanding. And that's when you see, when you look at art and you see the, the, um, the line that's a little bit crooked, or you see the shadow that's out of place. And that's where you see the human element of it is the, 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 the manifestation of people in the, the imperfections of what art is. And it's, you know, it really is an expression. Whenever you see a piece of art and maybe you don't understand it, I don't understand myself sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it makes sense to not understand what I'm looking at, but it's still an expression. So what, what are your thoughts on that sort of hierarchy of, or that, that, that flow of coming to understand what it is to be an artist, you know? And, and do you think that you went through a similar process and, and what is it like to now view yourself truly as an artist? It, it really is, in my mind, it's freeing because when you're an artist, you can break the rules, you know, there aren't any rules, you know, it's, it's, it's an expression, you know, of art, you know, articulating something in, in my way. So what, what are your thoughts on, on that sort of progression? I think that, you are onto something. And I think that my podcasts are art in the sense of they're who I am and they're asking questions. The podcasts are normally not about me, but they're asking questions in a way that only I could do it and, and express who I am through those questions. So I never viewed it like that. I never thought about it like that, but I think that there's something really true in that hierarchy. Um, and I, I, I'll be, I'll be thinking about that for sure in the coming days. And, and yeah. you're, you're hundred percent right. Cause if I did all the same podcasts you did with all the same guests and I had all the same questions, it wouldn't even be close to what exactly. you did. It wouldn't exactly. even be close. You know what I mean? And that's like you said, that's, and that's kind of where I feel like the artistry comes in is it's, it's the self identity of the person who created it manifesting itself onto the written word, the paintbrush, the podcast, the record button, 
you know, even the headshot, some of these mofos out here on Warzone, I mean, they're artists, you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> not an accident. Um, and it's and it's an expression of someone who has poured their time and energy and natural ability into something. And it's really beautiful to see. And it comes from a self-awareness of, I'm good at this, so I'm just going to do this. You know what I mean? I suck at video games. I'm so bad at video games, it's unreal. I grew up on a generation of people that are good at them. So when I, my buddies, like, when they, like they would always, they'd put me on the controller and they would always just sit next to me because I'm always handing it off. Like, I've never, <laughs> like, we had a group, I, would, I was I get the same one, way. one game, I'm probably going to lose by, like, less than 50% of whatever the overall thing is in this game. <laughs> I'm that bad. Um, but there's guys that are, people that are good at that. And there are people that have, you know, and people have chosen to embrace that and make that an art form. And it's really, you know, from a, a place of identity, being able to identify this is something I can do. And no one's going to say that this is or is not for me. Um, and I think that what you're doing with podcasting is just that you and you've said I've heard you say before, you said people told me to do a podcast. And I was like, I don't want to do a podcast. But now you do it. And you're like, this is me like and they mm -hmm. saw that in you before you saw it in yourself, you know, but now you can see it in yourself. And it's, just, it's such a beautiful thing because you, you, when you unlock any piece of yourself, it, it makes you aware of that. And it also makes you so excited to see what else you can get to, you know, because you totally. lived your whole life not knowing you were good at this. Yeah, but there it is. You know, do you think that one thing that signifies art is that if you were to do it again, tomorrow at the exact same time it would turn out slightly different it would it would be a completely new iteration because you are not the same person i won't be the same person after this conversation that i was when i came down here an hour ago you know what i mean and it's 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 again it's that it's that self-identity no one can do what you do no one you can write what i write a hundred times it's still not me because it's an iteration of something I did. Yeah, if we did the same podcast tomorrow, it would be different. It would be a complete, it would be a different iteration of the same medium, same format, same person, but it would be its own unique expression of something. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's kind of what, what art is. And yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, you should call your podcast art. I mean, it is, you know, I mean, not everybody can do it, you know, and not everybody can do it well. And it's something as you get better at it and you put your more of your passion into it and more of yourself into it as an artist. Artists get better. Artists don't get mm -hmm. worse. Artists get better. I mean, always getting better. You know, it's always a progression. And they look at their old work and even some work is so good. And they'll be like, this is trash. You know, <laughs> that's just that's just what an artist is. You know, they're totally. always forward. They're always visionary. And again, that comes from being able to manifest what's unseen in your mind into the world in front of you. That's what artists do. Yeah. And it reminds me of martial artists. I don't practice any martial art, but you know, you never see someone who's a martial artist do it for five years and get worse. They only get better. And because mm -hmm. they put the time and the time creates the diamond. So fascinating insight. Yeah. And it's, you know, you can do the same punch, but it's your body has different levers, different mechanics, different timing. Again, it's, it comes from the unique place of you. So I, I love, this has been an awesome conversation. It's something I feel like we could do like a five part series on and we could just go deeper and deeper and deeper as we did more research. And even as we go out and come back, you know, to other conversations, maybe we'll, we will in a year or two down the road, uh, you know, as you become a bigger, better artist, you know, same with me, hopefully uh, in what I do. And I do, you know, I view podcasting and I'm in the fantasy football space. You know, I view it kind of like, you know, music in a way, but it's not, but I view it kind of like rap. You know, it's like mm -hmm. everybody's got something to say, but not everybody can say it the same way. And it's oh, about that's a bar. That's yeah. a bar. I, 
<laughs> exactly. But, you know, and it's just about can, are you good at this or not? And can you do it differently or not? And there is a competitive aspect to being an artist, too. I mean, and that's part of it. You know, I mean, ask any athlete. They're artists. They want to be the best. They don't be second best. That's great. That's not what I'm here for. I didn't work my butt off for second best. And they might, that may be as high as they get, but they're going to try to get to the top. And I, I view podcasting, I view writing, I view all that kind of stuff. Anything that I put myself into as art. Um, and yeah, I mean, this has been, this has been an awesome conversation. I, and it's really kind of opened my eyes a little bit because even in talking to you about it has made it just kind of solidified it because like even in our notes, I have like question mark. Hmm. Is this a stretch? You know, like, you know, but again, the music of a conversation, it's, it's, it's been awesome to kind of process this with you and, and have this conversation with you. And with a conversation we struck up on Twitter, the big conversation, that's all Twitter is, is the big conversation. That's why it's going to last, uh, you know, and here we are having a continuation of that a month later. Absolutely. Twitter's the best. And, you know, I'm grateful for this and grateful for the opportunity to expand on some of these ideas that have struck me in new ways because of this conversation. Yeah. So thank you, Jordan. Yeah. Hey, I guess I'll get you out of here, Danny. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you joining us here. IDP Army, inclusive, disruptive, proficient in fantasy football and in life, y'all. Okay. Like Danny said, we want to be the best versions of ourselves for our family, for ourselves, for our future kids. And we want to win our fantasy football league too, so we can dunk all over our buddies. So that, that requires being a high version of yourself at all times. So if y'all haven't checked out Danny, follow him on Twitter. He's always spitting bars. He's always spitting fire. He's very just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a conversation. Like I said, he views Twitter the way I viewed Twitter when I first came in. Um, you know, I've had my account in 2010 and it really opened my eyes to the fact that I could connect with any human being. Um, I think when I first realized that was when a buddy tagged me in something with Jerry from uh, Parks and Rec and he tweeted back and was like, he's like, oh, Jordan doesn't watch Parks and Rec. And he like tweeted at me and like chastised me on Twitter. He said, you need to watch Parks and Rec. And I was like, whoa, like Jerry out here trying to chastise me on Twitter. I was like, that, you know, it made me realize like you can reach out and touch anybody. And even mm -hmm. if even if they don't respond, people see that the, you putting yourself out there, being a part of the conversation again. And that's what we've been talking about this whole time is conversating, putting your voice out there is is important i think you know because you do have something to say and you do have a voice that's unique um and a perspective that is different and you might learn something too you might throw something out and it might get hit back at you and you might be a different person from just putting yourself out there so um that's all from me i've been a big rambler but danny tell us where to find you tell us what's coming up on your channel plug the channel the the, the podcast all that good stuff and uh we'll, we'll get you out of here my guy yeah so the the Twitter is at Hey Danny Miranda. The YouTube channel is DannyMiranda.com or YouTube.com slash Danny Miranda. Pretty easy. And Jordan's got it on the screen right here. So really grateful for that. And yeah, and incredibly grateful for the conversation and for the the increase in, in mental bandwidth I feel like I have after, you know, going on Twitter, I get the same idea. You get new ideas pulled in after this conversation. I feel the exact same way. Thank you, Jordan. Awesome. Awesome. You're welcome. All right, IDP Army, thank you all for hanging out on the stream. If you are on YouTube, like I said, this is Chill Zone. We did not talk fantasy football. If you don't like that, I'm sorry. We'll get back to football soon. But I'm going to try and do an episode like this every now and then just because there's more to life than fantasy football. Not a lot, but, I mean, there is. So so uh, I thought you guys would enjoy this. Follow Danny in five, ten years. He's going to be the next uh, Oprah, Larry King, all that stuff. So 
Do not sleep on this guy. And until next time, IDP Army, take your easy. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hit the clock, tick blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up and you living it up. You ain't getting it.